are live, coming out of the ghastly hallows. I'm Punk and Jack, and I'm accompanied by... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who will get it right? You guys got your cues, though. I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay. 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 Alphabetical order. Bolt goes first. Bingo. Okay. All right. Bolt, Rolling Thunder, all die. And red. Yeah, red of uh, the red herring. So red herring. That's my full <laughs> name. Yeah. My full given name. Yes. And today we got ourselves a bit of a mixed bag of weird shit that has been going on for the past few days, past few hours, and our main subject of the day. So, leading us into this one, I'm actually going to pass the mic over to Bolt so he can kind of help us get through this one. Bolt, floor is yours. Why, thank you kindly, Pumpkin Jack. Uh, <laughs> so the first topic on the agenda is the concerns with cults so i'm not sure many of you out there have had any experience of any kind with cults whether you had the religious cults or in the business sense um mlms yes they do count as that i don't care if anyone says otherwise on that corporate cults and not the fun kind (laughs) um but needless to say um, yeah, that's the first topic we're coming out with, and just a, um, a funny jumping off point before I kind of um, uh, open the floor out. Uh, so my personal experience with a cult-like type of uh, personality um, in regards to just, you know, um, someone I met recently in the past, like, you know, two or three years, uh, you know, that, that pandemic friendship that we all know and just know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, we all that's know not... and have neutral feelings about. Yeah, yeah. Not, not to, you, have, you can have good pandemic relationships, so you're friendly or otherwise, and then you, and then you have the rest. <laughs> yeah, like most of the Dead by Daylight crew, I think, is a, not, is a pretty decent group we may all got to connect it through with the pandemic. Yeah, I'd say. And I, yeah, and I wish that game got better support, but you know, whatever. That's <laughs> neither here or there. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to give a little bit of snippets of the relationship. Um, red flags that I started to notice. Well, not started to notice, started to come to terms with. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you ever have someone trying to dress, tell you how to dress in a certain way, and to um, eat a certain type of lifestyle, whether or not it's healthy or otherwise, whether it's working out or, you know, just have a specific diet you're trying to work on or you're trying to get into that nice new outfit that you bought on sale like a few months back. Yeah, that is, and it's all, and of course they tell you this unprompted. Yeah, that's a red flag. (laughs) Another red flag is them telling you to try on skimpy outfits and then send pictures of yourself in them to them again unprompted so yeah you know that's just a little bit of my experience with like cult like, like a cult like personality type of person um yeah i'm gonna open the floor to anyone else who kind of want to share their experience with that type of um um i guess <laughs> personality i've encountered three in my three. lifetime three the thing is like they're not a full-blown you know cult Right, like uh, Heaven's Gate or Helter Skelter, 
but uh, one was uh, trying to found a sect of Christianity. The other one was trying to found a group of people, basically that she was the boss of the friend group and that everybody was going to be, you know, uh, everyone was going to be added on, but she was like management. Then the third one is someone, well, we, it's a mutual situation where it's like, we are still trying to be your friend. However, you are not happy that we are putting in boundaries. And when the boundaries are not being, you know, met, we are standing up for ourselves, at which point there is a manipulation that kicks in, right? Like, we come back and we say, hey, that's not fucking cool. And then we're met with, well, I, I wish, I wish you would be. I wish you would think it's cool. I wish you would understand and try to make me happy. I wish you would, I wish you would make me happy. And I wish this would be a safe space for me to say whatever. I wish that you, there's a safe space for me to, to express myself and how I see that it's okay. And you guys are my friends and, you know, friends do that because you're my brother. I see you as a brother type thing and like all of, all of that just kind of culminates into like what you know I'm sitting there minding my business we need to get you in shape what <laughs> why <laughs> who are you to tell me to get in shape dude like I have a bunch of people out there that I can go ask for advice when well, I'm gonna go ask for you or you know other kinds of things where it's like the idea is I am in a position of wisdom that you're not. So you need to rely on me. And obviously, you know, when these things are met, it's met, well, you're met with like a uh, very negative, very angry sort of reaction from the situation. And they, I'm assuming on purpose, act oblivious to the notion because they just want you to be under their thumb of control where it's like, they want us to be sitting there all day doing what they want and they don't really understand nor wish to respect the boundaries that are in place right like I'll be very very straightforward I quit a lot of mainstream things about a year and a half ago right Bolt about a year and a half ago yeah yeah I quit I quit uh, in one sounds like something a cult member would say well you know what it is when you wake up right it feels like you're in a cult and it's not intentional right but like what happened was about a year ago i got tired of i got tired of watching the same stuff that i've been kind of watching between like the past 10 to 15 years right so like i didn't want to watch the mcu anymore because to me the captain america winter soldier falcon was a good ending point right i didn't really like loki i didn't really care for anybody else coming out i've talked about that on here a few times like about a year or so ago i stopped right and i didn't say you guys should stop watching you guys are stupid you guys uh i didn't do that i just i just stopped watching right and some people somebody's commenting on that and some people were really upset by this 
it was like, how could you not? How could you not be there? How could you not want to see Shang-Chi? How could you not want to see Eternals? How could you not? How could you not want to see um, the Marvels? How could you not want to do this? I'm like, because I'm not, I'm not interested, dude. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm not telling you it sucks. It's a thing that people like to do and get together. I'm like, it's, it's okay. Well, come on. You have to see Secret Wars. No, I don't. You have to see, you have to see, you have to see Fantastic Four. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, like, and all of this is just You're met right. with like yeah. the shock, like how the, how could you? And the second thing that happened was, I also stopped watching here in North America, right? Like, I don't really like. I was watching it. it that was a slow progress. I was watching WWE. From about 2015, I want to say, late 2015, 2016-ish, I started watching it, and I started watching wrestling again around that time. And I noticed that I never like WWE. I like the people that are there sometimes, but I never like their product. So it's like, for example, if you got a T-bone steak, but every time you order the T-bone steak, right, it comes out well done. That's what WWE is, right? Like, they have the meat, but they just don't know how to cook it. (laughs) And after a while, like, I got pissed off of, like, getting my steak well done. Right? Like, no, I don't want it. I want it medium rare. And you guys don't know how to cook. So, fuck you. I'm out of here. Right? I'm not going to come back here anymore. Dude. And this is where, like, my my experience has come from. It's like, you say, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I got phone calls, like, every fucking day. Uh, you you want to watch the Royal Rumble? No. You want to watch Survivor Series? No. Did you see about? Did you see? Did you see about Seth Rollins? No. Did 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 you see? about what this podcaster said on his podcast? Wow, I want to play a clip for you, and you're like, I don't want to hear it. So, and the thing is, like, when I told most people, like, I hate that company. A lot of people stopped sending me stuff because, like, there was somebody we knew, Red, that is a big fan of one of those girls over there. Like, she's a big timer, and they treated her like crap when I was watching. Now, because they got nobody left, they're treating her nice. I've heard this tall lady whose name I completely blanked out of my head. One of the viewers, you know who I'm talking about. She was a tall giant. She was a very, like, grungy, punk rock, attractive chick that everybody wanted to be with from Australia. Everybody loved this girl. And for me, it's like, cool. I just, it's cool she's over there, but I'm not going to watch. I'm going to support that. I watch my Japanese wrestling, and that's about it. And it's because it's like, it's manageable. It's like one or two shows a month those guys do, and they call it a day. But that has Tasteful. been, yeah, but that has been like a, we must get this thing moving. We must get this thing on fire, right? All of this stuff has to get going. And we need you to do. I need you to be here with me while I'm enjoying this because I can't enjoy this if you're not here, type thing. And it's like this is fucking creepy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny for 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 a few minutes. Rhea Ripley. That's who I was talking about. The girl, the lady. I'm not giving the AKA out. Uh, people can come <laughs> and watch our stream when this goes up eventually to hear about the AKA, but. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but you know, this one was the most aggressive encounter. Most of the other ones, when I didn't buy into their shit, 
they kind of left me alone. It's like, all right, you're not an easy target. We're going to call it a day. But the other ones, when they saw, like, I, this one is the one that just keeps finding its way back and again and again. It's like, it's like Michael Myers, you know, like, <laughs> you fucking shoot this guy and he just comes back. <laughs> Did you ever see Halloween Ends or Halloween Kills? Anybody I did curious? not. No. All right. I have not either. <clears throat> uh, no, the first, the first of that, of that reboot didn't really hook me. I, I, I was okay with it, but like, I, I still think it could have been better. But I, I did enjoy their cinematography. That kept coming, bringing me back. Mm. So, this, there's a scene where they pummel the ever-loving crap out of Michael Myers, and then he just gets back up. It, that 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 happened yesterday. Like we verbally tongue lashed this person and they just back up again. Like there's hopefully quietly waiting to see if you know Bolt will teeth. Bolt will send those <laughs> pictures and to see if I will sit down and watch you know Survivor Series and it's just like yeah, dude, uh, shit in one hand and wish in the other. See which one fills up first, you know. But that's my personal experience with cults and. Uh, I, I'm not versed very well in them, even though I've had experience on hand with mm-hmm. them. But I want to know, like, if you guys have a little bit more of an insight, Red, if you have a better insight on it. Uh, well, nothing that you would call a cult, like very um, precisely a cult, but um, things that have been culty, kind of like what you guys have been talking about. So, uh, Bolt, you mentioned. Um, uh, MLMs before yes. uh, the uh, multi-level marketing organizations. I guess they're organizations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been approached by that kind of thing a few times, and I, I mean, many of us have the experience of you know you get back in touch with someone from high school that you haven't that you haven't talked with <laughs> for maybe fifteen years, and things seem to be going well. It's like you had a lot in common when you were in high school and you're like, oh, this could be a this could be kind of like a new slash old friendship. And then they say, hey, I've got uh, some sort of business venture that I want that I I wonder if you're interested in. (laughs) And you're like, oh, God, Uh, the and that that can be pretty that that can be that that can be disappointing. but the reason why I liken that kind of thing to a cult is because of the more profound experience I've had with that sort of thing. So I was in 2015, kind of directionless. I was 25. I was uh, working uh, three jobs and still not getting enough hours. How about that? One of the jobs I was working was uh, Starbucks. And this guy who's getting a coffee, he's picking it up at the counter. He says, um, uh, would you be interested in some sort of uh, business venture? And I mean, I don't really have a whole lot going on and I'm getting frustrated about not making a, enough money. So I was exactly the sort of person <laughs> that he was looking for. So I said, oh, sure. So I meet him at Panera and he has this kind of slideshow thing on his computer oh, with so much vagueness. Like so, the the one phrase that he kept harping on and keep referring to was financial independence. We have a program for you that will help. Uh, you. 
financial independence. Now, I didn't know what this term meant, and I still had no idea what it meant by the by the end of his by the end of his presentation. And he says, "I'd I'd uh, I'd like to meet with you again with uh, my business partner." And I'm still not quite catching on. You know, I don't have a lot of confidence at that point. So I'm like, oh, well, I mean, this is really high level stuff. Maybe I just don't get it yet. So I go in and um, uh, having talked with a few people about it, they encouraged me to be a little skeptical about it. And at the at the next meeting, I I meet him and his um and his business partner, and it's pretty much the same damn thing. They keep using the term financial independence again and again without telling me what the hell it means. And then, and not only that, not only that, but this is a business venture, right? Well, businesses provide some sort of service or have some sort of function. There's a why, and, and there's a why, a what, and a how on what an organization does. I didn't get any of that. So I just point blank asked, this guy okay what is it that you do what is the or what does the organization do and he said uh, we'll get to that and that was it boom that was when i knew get out right away bail and no 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 leader so um, so i uh i did tell them uh, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And uh, yeah, and it took me a few years to kind of make the link between that sort of thing and cults, because that seems very culty, doesn't it? Like you bring in someone and you, you're kind of, and you know, say you're an older guy, you bring in a younger person, you're taking them under your wing, you're gaining their trust, but you don't tell them everything. You don't tell them everything about what the organization or the group does by design. I could tell when he said, we'll get to that, that it was the, the whole point. The whole point of the recruitment process was you don't tell them everything. And um, uh, when I learned a little bit about how Scientology works, I'm like, oh, wow, that's exactly, that's exactly like my experience with this MLM guy. You know, like famously, they don't tell you everything about like, the aliens and everything when they're when they're recruiting you for, for you mean for tom cruise lied <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying tom cruise lied i'm saying he withheld important information there's a, <laughs> a very very fine line so the absolute <laughs> a, of truth a line that's so fine that it doesn't really matter but <laughs> i mean well, the absolute of truth is still considered a lie <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's uh maybe a. Uh, a negative lie rather than a positive lie. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh um yeah. No, I feel like there's more on your plate. Um well, so none of us have really talked about experiences with like a like a real on the nose cult, but there is a book that I know about. I haven't read it yet, but I listened to a podcast with the author. The author is Amanda Montel. She wrote a book called Cultish. And in the podcast that I've listened to her on, she talks about how there's cults and then there's cultiness. So like Heaven's Gate is a full-blown on-the-nose cult. You know, they all, um, uh, they went all the way. They had all the 
nutty beliefs and just sort of all the all the things that you imagine when you think of a full-blown cult. But if but you then, join, man, you get those, some free Nike sneakers. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was a thing. That's not a joke. That was a thing. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. They were all found wearing Nike sneakers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think about, well, what makes a cult? You can find softer versions of that in things like MLMs, in things like um, fandoms, in things like in things like uh, political movements, oh, where yeah. it's not quite a cult, you know, they ha- it's not like they're in a compound in Colombia, is- fully isolated from their families and no outside contact, but they are doing things like um, uh, putting pre- peer pressure on each other, d- 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 um, maybe d- discouraging you f- from being friends with people that don't share the beliefs of, you know, us. So it's like there's degrees of cultiness out there. And uh, uh, oddly enough... Yeah, you definitely touched something on what Morally Gray mentioned in the chat, like fandoms, because I'm not sure what you, how you guys feel on it. Like, And that's why it always turned me off on like, like becoming like a fan or like something because of like... Yeah, it's a very slippery slope in my opinion. It's like, yeah, fandoms is like a good like testing ground for like... Yeah. For, for like for like cultish type of things because it's like it you, you can be very passionate about something but then it's like if you if it's not held in check or uh held accountable then you have like people just going full-blown crazy and start doing things like stalking people committing harm whatever type of criminal acts it's just like over something as simple as music enjoying music it's just wild. Yeah. Uh, so, to the documentary, which uh, Bolt mentioned earlier, I have actually encountered someone who actually believed in the concept of a twin flame. And uh, they were very adamant that the they were experiencing the twin flame phenomenon. That. What's that? So, you know how they say back up. So, well, we'll back up in like two seconds, and I can give like a sure. explanation that I heard, and yeah. then Bolt has actually seen the the documentary, which is a much more academic, concise explanation, probably. So, yeah. I ran into someone a long time ago who believed that they met their twin flame, and a twin flame is this. To my understanding, other extension of your... It's like your soul, right? Like the same type of soul or something like that. And uh, Your divine partner, essentially. Sort of, yeah. Like you're married in heaven with this person. That's your twin flame, right? It's not the one that you end up with. Twin flames are just like this person. And there's like this whole group of people on the internet that are going around pretty much trying to give their interpretation of the phenomenon, which is just an extreme fixation on a person, right? And Mm. sometimes the person doesn't even, they go like, well, you know, he's my twin flame, but he doesn't know it yet. And they need to realize that they are. But then they're like, I love him, but then I hate them. But then I want to be with them. We want to make it work. 
against all odds because we're married in heaven it has to be and it's like you are aware of all the loaded language you're using right it's really heavy well you just don't understand it. like oh like uh uh well bolt you're about to be in company with this one <laughs> but i actually have met like with this when i was i was just like I was interested in hearing someone out. I always hear people out, right? And I think that's like my moral flaw. I listen to everyone about a lot of stuff. But no, yes, uh, these people actually did get in trouble. And this <laughs> friend actually did get in legal trouble. Uh, I won't exactly give out too much details in case they ever stumble across this, but they went to stay with someone during lockdown the person was doing something that they perceived to be spiritually corrupt. They asked the person to stop. The person didn't stop. The person then called the cops because they reacted crazy. He locked himself in his room and then called the cops because they thought that they were in danger. And then the person was escorted off the, the they were escorted off of the, out of the apartment. And mm -hmm these like people are sort of like enabling the behavior of this phenomenon and this is like one of those things where it's like you know I think another weird cult that is type of cult that is emerging right now in our generation is the virtual cult and there are a few people, there are a few known examples already. There's one that Blame It On Jorge did a really great video. Um, I'll actually upload the link on my Instagram and TikTok about the blood in, blood out cult or something like that, where like they believe that they're by giving their blood on camera and posting on the internet, it's like a spiritual sacrifice to Satan or something like that. And yeah, and like these things are out there, and you got like people in the echo chamber that are like, egging each other on QAnon right where they are very adamant and militant about spreading the message of QAnon Donald Trump being the figurehead in that one and yeah I find that this is one of those things why I stay away from movements like that on the internet because it's becoming yeah where you've got that yeah, right. Where you've got that like cl that closed loop of information. Yeah, and it's becoming yeah. more and more predominant in our day and age, where like people don't want to, people don't trust the news. Fine, the news has messed up in the past, but they're a much more credible source than getting some stuff off of. Oh, Final Fantasy House. Oh my yes. god. Oh my god. The Final oh, no, Fantasy House. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that was another <laughs> one. The, the oh, house with the people god. that thought they were video games. That they were uh, video game characters. I regret reading that. Oh, I regret reading you, that. Oh, that one was uh, that. Uh, that's it. Fill me in. I have no idea what this is. Uh, near you, Red. <laughs> near you, Bolt. Yeah, you, 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 you got this one. <laughs> all right. So this is all being told from like the summary of some guy posting about it. It's, it's like a diary, right? It's out there where he needed a place to stay, so he went to stay with these people, and then he found out that they weren't just Final Fantasy 7 role players or LARPers or LARPers the, um, right yeah this was some shit that these guys wandered <laughs> in this guy wandered into right 
this is like a movie on its own. This this like I'm surprised this never got made into a movie. But this one was Not crazy. Yet. This guy Not walks yet. this guy goes to a house, right? And everything is cool for like the first few days. But then he realizes that in the house they're all referring to each other as their LARP names, right? So if you ever play Final Fantasy Seven, right, like there's a Cloud, a Tifa, Zack, uh yeah, Sephiroth. Sephiroth, right? And like the in the house this girl is assigning people characters and at first it was like a fun RPG but it gets out of control after a while she starts to tell them that no they are in fact the characters that she assigned to them because she has the ability to look into other realities and merge the souls with the video game characters to you to make you the character I'm going to repeat that because I'm pretty sure your head fucking bobbled when I said it. She told the people in the house that she could look into other universes and that she had the ability to tell them that she had the ability to see that they really were in another universe, the video game character that they were that they were LARPing as in Final Fantasy 7 or Final Fantasy. Are you sure this wasn't in Boulder? It sounds like something you would hear in Boulder. Actually, well, here's the thing. Happened in Baltimore. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But the thing is, the fact that you mention another game like that, and it's very credible, oh, well, very likely for it to be credible, speaks volumes to the type of um, lifestyle that this type of, like, cultist activity tends to create. Because it's like, it doesn't stop here. Yeah. I, I thought I would never see those words ever. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing about cults. I think is that, or like how you know that some that an environment is culty, where you walk in and very suddenly the norms are very different from mm-hmm. what you would what you would encounter in the outside world. Like there's certain rituals and certain um, uh, just certain ec- expectations of what you say and 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 and, and many of uh, there's new taboos but there's also other taboos that are lifted so like her saying that outside i don't know if she would say that to anybody that wasn't like already part of the group like she's not a- I-, I would i would guess she's not advertising that belief outside of that group Right, yeah, because it's like, yeah. oh, in the beginning, it's like they would do it, and then you know they get ostracized, or whatever. They're just, right. they already they already come they they go into this already part of like an act outcast type of mentality or yeah. um, lifestyle. So once when they, when they, when they get to this level, they don't advertise this to like the mass to the masses yeah it's just this is just a more of like a gradual obtaining of like interest in the population over time and right. like it basically yeah. you're 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 in it for the long haul or you you will you will leave and it's it's the people who tend to leave they tend to get abused in various ways on the before they make their way out yeah. and it's the first thing that gets hit is finances. That's the first thing that will get hit because all this ain't free. <laughs> Their lifestyle ain't free. 
yeah, and their right? mental breakdown breakdowns and their failure to like like um adhere to normal um people's like um I guess well basically like for the Final Fantasy people, um there were reports of them like struggling to pay rent, doing damage to the home, it it, it, it the list goes on and on. It's like things mm-hmm. that you would expect a normal functioning human being not to do. They they, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the environment that they were that they kind of like like that kind of micro environment that they found themselves sucked into made that sort of thing seem permissible, and so that's yeah. how they went down that path. Yeah, and then this opens the floodgates to you have situations like you have the the twin flame universe. Um, that documentary, uh, um, that cult, that the documentary on Netflix and also on Amazon so, Prime. What's the documentary called? Um, the one on Netflix is called. Um, let's see here. It is called the Escaping the Eternal Flame. Oh no, Escaping the Twin Flame. So yeah, that's the one on Netflix. There's another one on Amazon, but if you just type in Twin Flame, it'll it'll come it'll come up really easy. Right. It's a longer name. But all this to say is, like, you have um, cults like that, and then you have, like, fictional cults, but kind of based off of, like, real, like, cults of, like, the Jonestown yep. um, cultists. Like, like say, like, um, Silent Hill, where you have it taken to the degree of what people actually go through with, like, human sacrificing and experimentation. Right, yeah. yeah so it's like, it's not that far off. <laughs> Someone is <laughs> continuously providing us more up- updates about the Final Fantasy house that that lady didn't bathe. She was soul bonding. She was taking people's money. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Power right. of these type of mentalities tend to kind of interact with wow. the general populace. Right. Yeah. Or, or not interact. Oh yeah, or not indirect because like yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I, I think that's how they become the way they are. It's the isolation. Yeah, because and because yeah. it's isolated, it all all of us is just basically different forms of abuse that gets unreported until you know, like you have a mass exodus or like when enough people die or get hurt or whatever happens. Because apparently, with cults, it's like you can't. It's hard to explain find a cult incident where there hasn't been at least one body count. <laughs> like, it, it just goes too far. I, I mean, uh, in most most things I think you would... Well, I mean, what is a cult? Like, is, um, uh, is there being some sort of uh, mass death event? Um, is that when it becomes a cult? Or does it become a cult before that happens? I think before that happens, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. if that's true, I would think most cults don't result in any kind of murder. Uh, but uh, but the many of them that we know about you. Because those, those, those are kind of the most interesting ones, anyway. The most notorious ones tend to wind up the most in notorious murder. ones, yeah. Some guy will come out and be like, You guys are my family now. You guys are my family going to do what I say. Because that's what family does. They do what Papa says. Okay? Um, okay. Two bucks if you guys yeah. can figure out who I'm trying to impersonate on that one. <laughs> Woo-wee! Um, yeah. 
Because uh, you understand. What about, uh, Helter Skelter, baby. Helter Skelter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the answer is what? Charles Manson. Oh, my. Oh, furries. Oh, all right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Are furries a cult? Okay. Um, yes. um, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm going there. We're You're going not going to touch this one. I am not touching you, that one. What? What? You don't want to pet it? It's friendly. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. I I might regret this later. I don't consider furries a cult solely because solely because that is more akin to a lifestyle choice rather than okay. like because with like cults there's usually uh, like a select group or uh, a select individual at the top of the cult or the organization that benefits while other people are feeding up to him or her or them furries you don't have that as of 2023 uh, November 16th to my knowledge, furries, okay. furries, uh, furries don't need that. Yeah, the, the worst that you see of furries is that they have conventions. That that's the worst. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think okay. part of my definition of cult is that it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you can have a cult that really isn't doing much harm, but it kind of behaves like a cult. Oh, that's morally great. Uh, eloquently put it in the chat the definition of a cult <laughs> yes it is it is a more so religious uh, religious style I would rather say and devotion towards a figure or a creepy belief system like in my book right well, Scientology is definitely a cult um, then there's something like well what's the difference between religion and a cult Pete has a cult. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pete has a cult because those cats uh, have like this really creepy system of everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. If it's hurting an animal some shape or form and they fail to recognize right. that they're walking around with cotton. <laughs> they fail to recognize that like, <laughs> you know, animals sure. were like fed a certain type of food to help them laxate, like pass the food that they're eating. Like they're feeding them laxatives to like Animals are fed laxatives so that they can provide fertilizer for the plants, right? And then some people will be like, oh, no, but you see, it's natural. No, it's not. Like, they feed them stuff, and then they grow the hemp that is woven into the clothes that you're wearing. Like, animals are mistreated everywhere. Everybody does it. Right. Uh, right. Telling me not to put Old Bay seasoning on my crabs is not the way to do it, but, you know, that's just virtue signaling on PETA's part to make them feel better and get donation checks from Carol Baskin. <laughs> or committing crimes that, you know, are, are clear crimes. You, you, you can't just, you know, break into, like, labs, or well, destroy labs or break into, like, uh, places, facilities that hold animals and then just, like, set them free in the wild with no repercussions. <laughs> yeah, if you've seen... Fur, if you've seen... Murder. <laughs> if you've seen 28 Days Later, you know that that can go very oh, badly. shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy was like, "Get, don't do it. Please don't do it. I know what you think you're doing. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Yes. Fuck yeah. hippies. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> saying, Please don't do it. They're infected. They have a virus in there. Please yeah. don't do this. Fucking hippies. That 
that's another yeah. creepy cult. It's it's sort of like um, I mean, the animal rights movement I think is a kind of a mishmash of defensible uh, reason-based arguments and stuff that does get into more religiosity. So like I, I was talking with a vegan uh, who was um, uh, very good guy. I liked him a lot. And I asked him, uh, do you eat honey? Because honey is arguably an animal product. It's a part of a bee and bees yes, are is. technically animals and uh but it doesn't kill them i mean in, in fact if you're arguing ecologically having a beehive uh is quite good for the environment you're you're uh, supporting pollinator populations uh which are in trouble so that's a good thing you're probably helping a lot of animals and you're not and you don't have to kill any in the process and he said well i don't eat honey because it's not mine to take like it belongs to the bees. I hate that argument. And that is, yeah, I think that's when it sort of becomes, it 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 becomes it becomes nearly religious and sub, and it it gets you a result that I don't think that you would like if you took a step back because, like I said, it's overall very good for other creatures you're probably helping more animals than you think that you're harming in some way uh so it, it's like it gets to a point where you are you have conflicting causes right you want to help the environment but you also want to help animals but there's this belief this little belief that's like getting in the way of you really doing something that i think is in more keeping with your overall project of helping animals I'll argue it's more if that about recruitment than it is about helping the animals. It's more about the numbers game than it is about actually helping or doing anything like that, making sure that the checks are coming in for donations and that you just do some mm -hmm. kind of moral bandstanding and get your money. Like, let's invest money in making a Pokemon, like Pokemon about trafficking animals versus, you know, maybe helping those organizations out there in Africa that are fighting to preserve and help the animals out, you know? Right, yeah. Hello there, everybody. I'm Carol Baskin, and I'm coming out here from the big cat rescue down in Miami. Fuck oh you, Exotic, because he has, he has animals in the cage, but, you know, I don't pay my workers because they all want a favor, my, my favor. So I don't pay them. And I also have animals in cages, but they're rescues. They're not, you know, a basic zoo. And people don't question that I don't pay my workers because they're all volunteers with the Star Trek ranking system. <laughs> I didn't kill my husband, by the way. That was all a lie. <laughs> Very convincing. But didn't they find him? I don't know. I didn't get to see season two. Crystal won't let me. <laughs> I try to I watch they it. Found him. I don't know. I heard he might be living in Costa Rica legit somewhere, but every time I try watching this show, like I get as soon as I come on, she comes sits down and then she's like, Take it off. Take it off. I'm like, God, I wanna know what happens. <laughs> I've been trying to watch this uh, for the, two years now. The second season is never as good. It's not, but I wanted to get through it. <laughs> Shoot. But, no, like, that's where it comes with cults. And 
this is where I wanted to go back to. So, Bo, what were your thoughts in the documentary that you got to watch about it? I find it very fascinating on, like, the the methodologies that because it, it, it's, it's, it's the same across the board so it's like if you see these type of methodologies being used and I, this might end up translating to me having trusted issues from now on but it's like if i see like a person like a failing to properly articulate or explain something to to a direct question more often than not or b it's just like okay, so you have a person that is giving you questionable advice who's verbally, possibly physically, and mentally and financially assaulting you. Because it's never from like just one angle. There's always multiple angles and it always adds up. And and this documentary um, got on my eye before we came on. It's just like he has you committing like outlandish crimes that Morley Gray alluded to before, basically convince like telling people they need to transition in order to like be aligned with the group because you decided to come out with a doctrine just randomly on a day in December saying that okay these people in our group, um, which is like largely females because they the demographic they target just it hit that niche um unfortunately uh vulnerable women uh it's basically oh yeah so these like uh tent pairs they were all women um yeah half of you will now convert to being a male because i said so because mm. i had a dream last night with my wife yeah do it or else you convert yeah. yourself to a male because you do what i say do and what i say i'm co-member i'm co-leader <sighs> And it, 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 it's, and I, I see this poor woman who is recounting her participation in in this mass transition of of her fellow members, and just like she was brought to tears because it's like she she felt sick doing it, and as she describes, like she knew that the women that she was having these conversations with had no choice because these women gave up a lot of themselves, their livelihood. They're basically at that point autonomy. If a guy is basically telling you to go become a man, just so he can like keep pushing his um his insane doctrines and ideologies, it's it, it was very it was very um, hard to watch, and it, it makes me think back to like the person I was talking about earlier was basically trying to more or less trying to get me to send him questionable photos for whatever reason, which makes no sense. And I don't know any one of you can like. Like find the logic in that. There is none. But if you could they find just, his left, they just wanted to see know. how you look like, man. They they would love to see what you look like in that in that outfit. And it's just. But where does it stop? Because if you friends. if you let up, it's like, it's like it's things like that. Just like it helps see like warning signs. Because if you if you, it's like if you give someone an inch, you take a mile, and then eventually the continent. Well, no and shit. You. <laughs> Why do you think I put the stance that I put in, brother? Yeah, <laughs> good thing you did. Yep. Uh, good thing I did too, but so I felt like this could have been nipped in the butt sooner by Foresight 2020. But it's like, even in like media, when you like, it, it feels like there's not enough um, 
like things covering like cultists as like like the protagonist is always like a singular like evil entity. Well, there's cool movies about there about the protagonist. There's that one with Joaquin Phoenix a couple years ago. Uh, oh, um, the you know uh, right? um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hold on, it begins with an M. What is it called? The Master. The Master. Yeah. Yeah, that was one. Then there was one also I remember about Waco. There's one about Waco. Yeah, that's I more remember. recent, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, there was also uh, another one I remember growing up about the story about the girl from Helter and Helter Skelter. Mm-hmm. Like she hung out with like she actually got to hang out with like Charles Manson and oh. stuff. Uh, um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was a recent one, too. Like, they kind of... It's a yeah, fictionalized yeah. retelling of that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I can see that movie. It, it's a good That's one. That's a great it's movie. It's a long sit-down. Yeah. So, like, get your ass pads out when you watch it so you don't get tired and, you know, get a nice, <laughs> like, beer and food ready to go. Yeah. It's a long one, but it was good. It was a satisfying conclusion with that one. Uh, Although, yeah. It, that didn't. That's not how it happened. It was much darker and much yeah. sadder, and we're still feeling the effects about that in Hollywood to this day. But well, that is to say, um, uh, like those, like the ones that you mentioned, except, except for like the last one, because that was, you know, it was made by a very a popular or infamous um, director or a, a film creator. Like those are not as popular as like you know, like typical like monster horror films or the Hands Maiden's Tale. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah, that one I heard of. Yeah, that's her escaping yeah. from the cult. Yeah. Like you know, that dude is essentially yeah. running like a weird sex cult, right? Where he's having, se- he's trying to impregnate all the women and pass the seed down. Uh, <laughs> there was yeah. another one too that I remember seeing as a kid. Oh, this one is about the followers and the children. John may have seen this one, Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. that yeah. one. Yep. Outlander, okay. we give our tribute right. to the court. Oh my goodness. And you're saying, oh yeah, you don't hear Outlander. about Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, you know, I, I right, so like you're... there's more yeah. out there. I'm just trying to remember them. So they're not, they're not uh, yeah. a very easy swallow that makes any sense. Like a lot of people yeah, watch them. Which... They're very like tough to watch and sit through. Some cult movies, yeah, like real quick. Yeah, movies about the cultists being um, manipulated. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in um, the Wicker Man, the old one. I haven't even bothered with the Nicolas Cage one. Oh, really? Uh, Do you haven't seen the bees? Not the bees. I, I I know about the scene. I know about the scene, but <laughs> he punches the... a chicken a bear outfit. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it just for enough that just, just for the comic experience. But the old one is a great film. That's one of my favorite movies, um, and it's about I guess you would call it a cult, a uh, a, a cult that's isolated by uh, by by region. They're um, on a small uh, Scottish island called Summer Isle, and uh, there's a police officer that goes to investigate a missing persons case. And um, turns out that they, uh, he was there not by accident. That is all I will say. But in that movie, uh, Christopher Lee plays the cult leader. Ooh. Yeah. Dark. With that deep commanding voice, you know, like who wouldn't, who wouldn't follow Christopher Lee? 
I'll be honest with you, yeah, Christopher Lee's like, you will be a Scientologist, and you will rise right. above all things you have ever seen. Yes, Master. <laughs> I believe every word of that. I believe every Now I'm a Scientologist. Because you Thanks said it. <laughs> because Christopher <laughs> Lee said it. Now I'm good. It was just, your impression of Christopher Lee has changed the course of my life. For the better. <laughs> you want to know something messed up about Christopher Lee? A lot of people don't really yeah, know yeah. this. Uh, he is the basis. So I'll actually put it this. His nephew, to my understanding, is Ian Fleming. Uh, when he was a okay. kid, yeah. he would go yeah, tell the, Ian um, Fleming his exploits from when he used to be in the army in World War II fighting for queen and country. Yep. Right? So then a couple of years later, Ian Fleming grew up and wrote a novel and a series of novels about a character that was inspired by the exploits of his uncle. The no name is way. Bond. James Bond. Oh my god. Is actually Sir That's Christopher incredible. Lee. However, Christopher Lee is kind of like, you know, you bullshit to your nephew, right? Like, you just make up a bunch <laughs> of stories and shit and it's cool. And then the nephew comes back and goes, oh, Uncle did all these things. He's a big fish, right? And you're like, oh, and now Christopher Lee's like, oh, now I'm actually a famous actor and shit. My nephew's out there spreading. Yeah, I did all that. I uh, <laughs> I was yeah. indeed a super spy for her mm. co country. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, there is, um, that's incredible. Wow. Christopher Lee is James Bond. He's the basis. It's, it's a, supposedly like it's inspired by James Bond is inspired by the exploits of the author's right. uncle and his time in the royal in the U.S. in the Royal Marine or the Royal something like that. Even though like yeah, he did serve, um, uh, he didn't do much, but it's like yeah. Was he in MI6? No, he was just in like the Air Force or something like he was that. In the, okay, but, like, I he, thought he was in some sort of special forces unit I, like within the army. It was debunked a couple of years ago, but after a while, I'm like, oh, I know what happened here. He went and okay. told his uncle, his nephew, a bunch of great big stories. His nephew believed right. them. His nephew created a character yeah. based on them. When his nephew created the character based on them, it ballooned out of control. It's a billion-dollar franchise based off of this dude's lies. What's he going to do? No, none of that really ever happened. All of that was a lie. You see, I did it to fantasy. Then that, uh, what's going to happen is MGM... Sony and all the other companies that own the Bond movies were going to go to his house, even though he was 90-something years old, and push his shit in. So he just turned around <laughs> and... Uh, yes, I, yeah, I was, dark. in fact, a great British hero for king and country against the Nazis. Yes. Remember I was Saruman. Would we rather talk about me being Dracula and Saruman as opposed to me being the basis for James Bond? I believe that's more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Should we close out? Since we're on now, James Bond, and we're at our original. Okay. Center. Yeah. Oh. Oh, this is a good segue. <laughs> yeah. So, I have a question because James Bond is about to be remade. Halloween was just bought out by Miramax to also presumably get remade. The, More to come. Yeah. Yep. Friday the 13th, they finally settled their beef over there, and we're going to get a miniseries by uh, Full Chuck, I think, the guy who did American Horror Story and uh, Dahmer, called Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. So, what are your opinions on remakes? 
or just as a general I, one? I kind of don't like the idea of remakes, but often the results are good. Right, what's, a, what's a good result? Uh, I'll I'll start way back. You ready? Go for it. The Adams Family movies from the nineties. Oh, I thought you were gonna go further back than that, but yeah, that's a good remake. I could go further back, yeah. Um, well, I think. Uh, well, I mean, I I mentioned those, but those ones are. I think they really captured the spirit of the sitcom, but they just reinvented it. Um, and yeah, thought it was really su- successful. But again, like the idea of them, it seems like it's risky to me. Like you're playing with something that's already very popular and already kind of established as to what it is in the culture. And you just sort of, I know, it's a risky project. It is a very risky project when you kind of do stuff like this. Everybody's going in with like very high expectations, and you're not gonna satisfy anyone when you do that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some people that that just aren't gonna be happy. Yeah, like I've seen some good remakes. Uh, there's a debate on horror talk about a good remake. The 2005 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, yeah. A lot I, people, I never saw it, but I've heard it's good. There's only one reason you should watch that movie. Jessica Biel. That's okay. all. Just, just, just go watch it for <laughs> Jessica Biel. Like, just, just go so for Jessica Biel. Are we, are we talking specifically about remakes, or are we including reboots? Well, we can go because sometimes my, like there are they're they're running in tandem nowadays remakes and reboots like it's essentially yeah. my thing is a remake is a reboot isn't it because if it does well they're just going to continue with the remake with the remake universe uh, it's, it's, that happened not, with Texas Chainsaw like Texas Chainsaw Five did really well at the box office so then they did Texas Chainsaw the beginning a prequel okay. to the 05 one and then they were trying to do a third one which was going to pick up like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 thing but it didn't do very well so then they kind of did another remake and now we're there on that thing but it's like that was mm-hmm. a thing and similar with like Halloween right Rob Zombie remade it and then he got a sequel and then they were planning on just going forward with the remake universe with the third one but it didn't go Honestly, I wasn't feeling okay. Rob Zombie's um, re- well, remake. I told you. Um, of Halloween. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Yeah. Well, I, it, I mean, I, I think the difference between a remake and a reboot is a remake is you take the same story of something and you just do a different version of it. But a reboot is maybe you pick up where something left off or you take you or you take the same characters but make a new story. You know, it, it's like... A remake is a retelling of the same story, but a reboot is is um, uh, just using the original as a loose source material. Okay. And, so and with with the intention of of making a franchise, I think that's key to what a reboot is. Pretty much. All right. Well, Halloween yeah. is weird because the twenty the two thousand and seven Halloween, from from what you described, felt more 
like by that definition was more of a reboot than a remake because it added in a bunch of stuff that the original didn't have like Michael's um I guess like it, it was weird like when I was watching it it's like why why is he trying to cop a feel of his sister like what why is this here wait Rob yeah. zombie explain this to me why is this here and apparently it's like the overtone was like oh like instead of having him be like this entity of evil who randomly just kills people and, and animals, which I, I still never understood from, from the from the original, he now is downgraded to being a sociopathic serial killer who is a sexual deviant. Which that that's that scene with his sister was the only indication of him being a sexual deviant, and it, that was just it felt like it was three seconds of an out-of-place scene because everyone else in the film in the director's cut were more of sexual deviance than anything. Oh, yeah, that's what I'd said. If you're going to mm-hmm. watch that one, skip yeah. the director's cut. I, uh, yeah. yeah. It added a- well, I mean, I'm, uh, the problem that John Carpenter had with the Rob Zombie remake was that Rob Zombie filled in too many gaps as to as to how Michael, as to why Michael Myers is is what he is. Yeah. 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 I mean, Carpenter left a lot more up to the imagination. I mean, in the original, he's just this, he's just this force of evil, this there's inexplicable. No rhyme, there's no reason behind it. He's just evil. Yeah. There's nothing, there's darkness in those eyes. He's killed again. Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Carpenter's words that he's almost. Supernatural, not quite, but he's almost supernatural. Oh, he's definitely. And I haven't seen the Rob Zombie. I, 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 I haven't seen the Rob Zombie film, but what I've gleaned from Carpenter's interview is that none of it is really left up to the imagination. That Rob Zombie like tries to explain all of Myers's peculiarities, and that kind of missed the point of the original, at least for John Carpenter. Well, I'm in the same vein with him because, like, if it was trying to explain all of his um, peculiar um, tendencies, for lack of a better term, um, it did a terrible job because it's like you have like the deadbeat boyfriend who I want—I I kind of was interested um, how he ended up being practically crippled. He had a broken arm. He couldn't use two fingers on his right hand for some weird reason. He was a, he was a drunk. Bitch, if you don't he, think I'm making a mental list of all your bullshit. He, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm just like, I cannot take him seriously when he's going around just being a worthless piece of shit. And it's just like, and he gets killed by a, a, a tin... A, yeah, yeah, a 10-year-old kid. He was killed by a 10-year-old Very kid easy. who caught him after he'd been on a bender drinking all night. He didn't see it coming. I feel like you didn't even need to wait for him to be on a bender. It just He just did the smart things. Like, okay. He taped him up, too, while he had been drinking. Hey, that that guy got screwed. Yeah. How? I'm like, oh, my God. And the thing is, he's like, he, like I couldn't feel bad. Like, that's like one of the few kills. In the, like, in, yeah, in the beginning, I should not be feeling like sorry for the killer. And rooting for the, his victims in the first 15 to 20 minutes of the film. Like, the only innocent person that died um, was, like, that, that nurse, Deborah. That was the only person up until that point that I like, okay, I can't support this. I, I feel nothing towards the, um, the sister's boyfriend. I, I feel nothing <laughs> towards that. 
like he got away in the original like which is great because you know he, he like and in this one I felt I kind of felt bad because you know he actually apologized for <laughs> making him miss out on Halloween with his sister we you know she didn't want to go in the first place so she ended up dying and you know it, it, it's what it is but <laughs> I still felt nothing <laughs> when he died in this one but that all is to say it's a it's a not a good look when you're trying to humanize evil. <laughs> it, well, it, it didn't translate in this film for me. It isn't all yeah, that could be a risky thing. Human. Yeah, all evil is trying to human. humanize. Evil. <laughs> That's okay. Go ahead. No, it's just all evil is human. It's humanized because only humans are capable of evil. And that how fucking Malcolm McDowell sounds like in that. It's like the yeah. idea that in reality it's more next door than you would think, right? I mean, in my book, though, if you were to tell me, Carlos, what would you change about the Rob Zombie movie? I wouldn't have made them white trash. Oh, yeah, that would mm. uh, I think I would have gone with them thing. just being a regular family. You know, like, being the white trash angle kind of, like, really does give Hillbillies like, a bad look. You know? Yeah, it's, it's that you're kind of saying the idea that this dude's coming out of like that kind of broken poor people house and shit. And it's like no, this could happen anywhere. Like Ted Bundy wasn't exactly a hillbilly broke ass dude, and oh my goodness. this dude was this kid was he just snapped. Right. Like I think in my when I watch that one, there is a humanization to him. But it's also the same thing that he is. He could be supernatural. Whatever his home life was broken, like it had him a long time before we see him for the first time. By the time we see Michael Myers as a kid in that movie, he's already screwed up. He's already killing yeah. animals. And which, yeah, I'm just... pretty sure someone here cool. might be able to give a better thing than I can, but like. I'm class i remember learning that serial killing is a sexual crime it's not a crime of wrath or anger it's a very mm -hmm. sexually driven thing and it starts with killing animals because that's how you get your kick hey what yeah I... yeah hold on so from what i can remember reading in terms of if you have like a like ser oh yes killing um, animals is a sign of being a serial killer. I never, it's also I never an seen act it. the dominance because the animal is smaller than you, not you, but you know, like it's smaller than right, them. right, and like, but the act of having some kind of control over the over something that's weaker gives some of these guys like that kind of thing, and yeah. maybe in my book, if you want to say something, they were a grungy family that liked to you know play a lot of that rock and people back in that time frame were very big on we salute you satan with our rock and roll and shit you know just to do it who knows what his family yeah. was up to you never knew who his dad was what if his dad was jimmy yeah. page he just went to heaven apparently according to the <laughs> oh, yeah, um, he took the stairway to heaven yeah, but like it's about that power. Yeah, but like for that, from jumping from that to it just automatically being like it's um, a sexual thing, it, that's where you lost me because it's like it he never showed any proclivity for any sexual. That, that is the aside from the three seconds of the sister. That that is the action though. It's the idea of I have control. 
it's also going to creep you out based on our previous conversation. I have control. And then they go around hurting things because I have control. And that gives the, that gives the, you know, the thrill, the satisfaction. Uh, somebody just put in the chat. It's more about power, which translates to a sexual aspect. Like the drive is to have power over people or animals. So when someone is a serial, like serial killing is not just a, like getting scary movies, right? Like this is a very horrific thing. It's a very meticulously done thing. There is a method and a ritual to it. But at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it is also a compulsive thing that these guys, the, the guys who get away with it a lot, they've created a system so that they can get away with it, but they get an itch and they do it. And sometimes they go around, kill, I hate to say it so plainly, but they kill three, four people and then their kick is satisfied, right? They don't worry about it anymore. You don't hear about it again. But then you get some people, that's not enough. And then they start going to town on more people and they're a little more unhinged than the other, but it's because they have a thrill of power and dominance over having a, over a life, over a soul, you know? Mm -hmm. Like in Zodiac's letter, it's like, I am creating yeah. a soul of slave of <laughs> army of souls, right? But yes. Remakes of Halloween was a... That was that one divides a lot of people. Like I'm, I'm in the camp where I was okay with it, but I've also seen it enough times to kind of like, oh, okay, I can kind of see what they were going for here. Mm -hmm. uh, both parts of it I did like though. Like it did give me a genuine like jump scare when he gets that kill off on uh, Mister Strode. That actually got me because it was the that that was the fastest ah, like blitz I've ever experienced because like that like the original had like moments where I was like okay it like oh I'm trying to think it was some um, I'm trying to think but the, uh, I, I had to see in my head but like there was a moment that it, like I think that was like um I had I think like two moments but those two moments together um basically fail into that one like blitz kill he gets on um, Mr. Schrode and that oh man but like I, I like that like the music and a lot of like the menacing aspects in this film and like you actually felt that not to say it wasn't there in the original but they kind of upped the ending um, and, and that aspect for the most part there were some parts where it's like uh, yeah this is you're just dragging this now and that's like I think the last like three, five ten minutes of the film maybe fifteen <laughs> Is yeah, it it didn't need to go on that long. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, yeah, I mean he has a higher body count, but I'm surprised he let that one girl, the sheriff's daughter, live in this one. I think he got stopped <laughs> before he could finish the job. Like, I, oh, for me, I thought he was using her as bait. He to was. Or, he was uh, dead by daylight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop before he could finish the job. That that that, that caught me by surprise. I'm like, oh, he, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> We're here now, and you know, you get, Anna gets a good ending in this re, in this um, remake or reboot or whatever have you. But yeah, Laura, Lori in this one gets. She, she's not she's not a badass in this one which is you know it is what it is 
we don't besmirch Scott Taylor Compton in this house. Nope. Scott Taylor, <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> we just need That's to. It? We just need to say that one. I need to say that one right now. <laughs> uh, uh, she's not, right. she's uh, not, not like, you know, some psycho we know with uh, Jennifer Aniston, but we don't besmirch uh, Scott to the Compton in this house. All right? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, okay. Well, okay. Confirm this for me. Do you prefer her over uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. Is um, Lori Sur- Really? Because Jamie Lee Curtis is a bitch. Hey. Jamie Lee Curtis hates horror movies, thus I will side with Scott Taylor <laughs> He said it publicly. Oh, my God. She's, she's, she's coming after you now. Good. Let her come. Shit. Like, you know <laughs> I why? mean, she knows all... Of, I, mean, <laughs> you know what? I mean, she went head up with Michael Myers. She knows all the moves, man. You know what? Let her come. Let her... The roles are reversed, all right? I'm waiting for that bitch locked and loaded. Let's see what happens. I'm waiting for <laughs> for her to listen to us on our small time show. People hashtag this. Anybody listening to this, the Gassy Callos has publicly announced that they hate. I'm putting all you guys in it too. I'm not yeah, going to well, 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 well. <laughs> She's gonna give you a poisoned pack of Activia. That's what she's gonna do. Go ahead, let her. I welcome that. Oh yeah, that's gonna really hurt my day. I'm gonna shit myself on the bathroom all the morning. Yeah. Ooh, I'm I'm really scared of Jamie Lee Curtis and her creepy dad Tony Curtis. Ooh, what's she gonna do? Jump in from that other universe movie of hers and come get me? Ooh, Jamie Lee Curtis. We're still in the 2020 decade. Anything is possible. Okay. <laughs> right, moving on from Halloween and that bitch Jamie Lee Curtis, but bitch. <laughs> I say she's a bitch. Okay. Yeah, that's the soundbite. That's the soundbite for this episode. That's a bitch. Always, always one. Always, always one. But Red, do you have any other ones under your belt? I believe Halloween came from Bolt on that one. What's one that you hate? Oh yeah, for oh a remake that I hate. Oh, yeah. hmm. you're like this didn't need to be a oh, thing. Shit. Um, he's going to his extensive list of bad things. You know, I've I've kept better track of the ones that I liked. Good for you, man. You're yeah, not full yeah. Of negativity I, like me, I have at least one that I know <laughs> I hated that I never saw again. That was very upset. I was looking forward uh, to it. Um. So well, uh, okay. Um. I don't hate it, but it's underwhelming. The new Twilight Zone series. You know. That that's a reboot. That's not that's uh, not a remake. But it's kind of I don't know. It's just missing something. It's missing. It seems like it, it, it's well that that is a huge thing that is missing. It does have Jordan Peele though doing the Rod Serling thing where he introduces the episode. That's cool. He is cool. But and I like Jordan it Peele. It seems but he's like not Rod Serling. He's not Rod Serling. Uh, it just feels like kind of a b-grade black mirror you know because black mirror is the modern twilight zone and it's just so much better yeah that's the <laughs> but, thing too like it somebody yeah. came and figured the formula right and they did it yeah. and they did it already which is like I'll, i'm actually going to circle back to this one because this is like my op- my ultimate thought of like my stance on remakes these days like that you just kind of like you fast forwarded me <laughs> by like a few seconds on the subject, <laughs> but 
can you believe that like somebody came out and cracked the code out here how to do the proper anthology series right like this in our day mm-hmm. and age that we haven't seen since the twilight zone somebody came in and they saw how it's done and they did it and they did it right whereas yeah. we got a lot of people out here still trying to do these kinds of things and they're not doing it they're not doing it like the best way that they could do you know like some stuff yeah. can be done but I'm actually gonna put a pin in that and go remake that I hated was and we're gonna revisit John Carpenter because a lot of his stuff is apparently remakeable these days uh, okay The Fog 05 oh okay so Jamie Lee Curtis is a bitch and I hate her <laughs> but she was in the, her and my one of my favorite dudes to go back and watch his 80s movies Tom Atkins her and Tom Atkins were in the original The Fog movie and the original movie is amazing it holds mm. up really well yeah. if you can get your hands I've on seen that it, yeah. one I, that effect with the cross Right, where like he's fighting off the mm-hmm. like the guys like holding on to the cross, like that effect is so awesome. It's lighting, lighting up the makeup on those on the skeleton pirates, right? And the ghost pirates, like you never really fully see them, but you see them a bit. But they're like behind that foggy like that display in the eighties. Beautiful movie, I love that movie. It feels like one of those horror comics, those EC comics come to life. I cannot say enough good things about the original Fog. Love it. Love John Carpenter in that. Love John Carpenter's movie on that one. Awesome movie. And then we fast forward to 2005 with The Fog. And it was supposed to be Superman's coming out party. Tom Welling, like, he's finally got himself a Hollywood feature film. Everybody was excited. And at some point, they decided that they were going to focus more on the pirates. And it was edited poorly. And it sucked. And I never watched it again after the first one. Like, I watched it with my brother. Like we rented it, we watched it in the morning, and then I remember we hated it. We didn't pay any attention to it. It was like just boring after a few minutes. I remember taking the DVD out, putting it in the case, and then going back to the store because we had the thirty day pass <laughs> and renting the original one to wash my palate of that terrible one, <laughs> of the terrible <laughs> remake. Like it, that that was one of that's like the time where I'm like this is the first remake I've watched that I really despise like this was just not necessary when people tell me I hate Nightmare on Elm Street I'm like nah at least they were trying this movie was not trying I don't know what the hell they were doing with this one but this one sucked mm-hmm. but yeah both any remakes you hate Ooh. um Okay, I know there was some recent memory, but like it's been so long ago, I think I forgot about that. I'll just look in the chat and point out one that I was talking with this person, Jess of Viewer, mentioned the other day Ghostbusters. That was a remake. Uh, yeah. I saw that yeah. as a reboot. They were trying to tell yeah, a different story with that one. <laughs> And I think they should have stuck to a different story. Um, full disclosure, I didn't see it. Um, Same. I saw the trailers and I was not thrilled by it. Like, it didn't look funny. So I kind of skipped. 
Like, it looked really, like, wild. It looked really wild and colorful and interesting, but then, like, when I saw the jokes coming through, I just kind of skipped them. Like, all right, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling this one. Oh, they remade Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah, I remember about that. Yeah, that they, did, they, they did bring that back. Uh, they kicked was... the hornet's nest. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> right? That That's dangerous. Was, that show was awesome. That's classic Nickelodeon. You don't yeah. mess with that. Oh, um, <laughs> we're going there. Um, the Rugrats reboot. I don't even need to watch oh, it to know, that, to know that I hate it. It's CGI. Oh. Yes, it looks horrible. CGI. It, why the when you why do you do that to the Rugrats? When you do characters that were designed to be two D hand drawn, and you'd make them CGI, it always looks horrible. Yes, every time. Yeah. I, I have never seen a time where they looked good drawn in like 3D. No, it always looked bad. They looked terrible every you, time. You you weren't feeling all grown up? <laughs> I felt all grown up well, more than that. A little bit of all. <laughs> it wasn't great. I didn't like all grown up. Like it was kind of like it was an episode where one of them had was a, had a drug problem or like a what? Yeah, <laughs> it was an episode where one of the Rugrats had a drug problem. Wait, there's no way. I'm I remember sure hearing about do. that. I never watched All Grow It Up. Somebody who I believe was a credible person <laughs> walked up to me one day. We're talking about old nostalgic shows. And they're like, there's an episode where I think it was Kimmy or Chucky had some kind of problem with taking pills. They stole the plot from Saved by the Bell. Wow. I'm, okay. so I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm just imagining the introduction. Drum, papa, Chucky goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Chucky Chucky. Oh, shit. I used to like Chucky when I was a kid, too. He was my dude. Oh, Chucky's awesome. I've been watching the old Rugrats on on um, Netflix yep. lately. Crystal was binging that, too, for a little bit. You yeah. want to know something funny about Tommy Pickles? Uh, give you guys a bit sure. of nerd credit here on the Dassey Hallows. Yeah. Um, he's modeled after a very famous sci-fi character. Really? Yes. The clues are all there. He's got to like okay. take a very, very good look at Tommy Pickles, and you can see what character he's modeled after if you know your sci-fi. I'll give you a hint. It's British. Because oh, okay. uh, when you said that, I until that point, uh, I thought I was thinking of Xenomorph for some weird reason. I don't know why. Don't ask me. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, uh, Doctor Who. Yes. Oh, really? Yep. He's modeled I, after Doctor interesting. Who. He has the Which screw, he has the screwdriver that can open anything. Yeah. Like uh, the Tom wow. Baker version. Yeah. I've never noticed. Yeah, because they always go on wild, different adventures to different worlds in their imagination every uh, day. Oh, no I mean, freaking way. Wow. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. It's it, oh, it's told from the perspective of their imagination, but it cuts to the real world where they're, yeah. you know, they're tearing up a supermarket. Yeah, no, but like the idea is, though, like, they are in another world, and Tommy Pickles is kind of leading his buddies through a weird adventure where nobody gets hurt nobody gets killed they're just kind of like running away 
Mm-hmm. People do get hurt. Yeah, yeah but like then nobody dies, you know. That might explain Wait. why the show lost its way. Probably because it became too much about just like the present world, where they kept adding characters and new siblings. Yeah, yeah it stopped being about the adventure, the baby adventures, and then when yeah. they, when they grew up, one of them was on drugs, and it stopped being interesting. <laughs> it was Phil, wasn't it? I don't know which one of them was on drugs. I just remember hearing one of them was on drugs. I mean, I'll bet money that it was Chucky. I'll bet money that it was Kimmy. I'm so sad. No, no, it can't be Kimmy. But. I vaguely remember. Well, why? Because it had to be Chucky and not Kimmy. They both live in the same house. They're stepsisters. I'm pretty sure you remember um, that um, Wikipedia thread on, like, like they're like like I guess grim outcomes, and like each one had like a grim, um, like adult. Oh, not an adult, but like teenage um future for them. You know, and I vaguely remember Phil being the one that was like your something to do with drugs. I have to go look it up again. I wonder if it's still up. Who the hell put that up? That's sick. Uh, if I can find the link, I will post it in the chat. You know what? Uh, you know who was most likely on drugs. This is going to take you back to the early 2000s, for those of you that don't know okay. your pastas. Angelica was most likely doing the drugs. <laughs> Y'all oh ever my. heard of Rugrats Theory? Yes. They're all dead, and Angelica, they, they, and they're all they don't products exist. of Angelica's imagination. Yeah, they're all a product yeah. of the stuff. They're all a product of the Angelica's imagination. Oh my yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, couldn't you? I mean, what's the evidence that they argue? Like, couldn't you argue that for any character in any series or movie ever? All right, that's a subject for a different episode because I actually okay, did have okay. a really good one for The Simpsons, but I'm gonna keep that for ourselves for now. It did really well on okay. Tumblr when I posted it back in the day, but um, it actually broke it down and showed the clip as to when I think it happened. But we'll go back from there. We'll go back to a different day. Uh, the other remake that I didn't think was necessary, which when I saw it, I'm like, why we, why do we do this? Uh, I started watching a little bit of Magnum PI, not Magnum, mm-hmm. Hawaii Five O. I saw yep. a bit of that, and I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> I usually watch these crime drama shows. With my fiance, but this one was just one. I'm like, I, I cannot get into this. I re- the the theme song did not age very well on live TV. You know, some theme songs right like they age well. You can reuse them, just add a little bit of a shift to them, right, and they work again. You know, it's like you 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 spit off a bit of polish. But that one was not very good. Like I'm just that was just not worth my time. Hawaii Five O. Skip. You have to skip one, skip that one. Jack Palance, I miss you. <laughs> but no. So, while we're here, I'll actually touch on what we were talking about with uh, Red, where it it happened, right? Twilight Zone is back. We all wanted Twilight Zone to come back. And then we finally get it back. And now we're in this situation where there's already a good successor that has been around for a while and people Mm -hmm. got into it a little easier with Black Mirror. My 
belief with remakes is the following. It's a blanket statement, but I think it's where we lost our way. I think that we rely on remakes way too much. We keep going back to the past, and when we see something cool, we don't just appreciate something cool. The first thing everybody says is, remake it, right? When Stranger Things came out last year, everybody saw Vecna for the first time, right? And the very first thing that everybody said was, this guy should be Freddy Krueger. And it's like, you guys did, you guys missed the point. We don't need this guy to be Freddy Krueger. He's already Vecna. Like, Vecna is inspired by Freddy Krueger. The Duffer Bros saw, he even got the nod by Robert Englund on the show. You know, like, Robert Englund was, like, on the show with him. We don't need remakes. We need people to go back and watch something and then get inspired to do something with it, you know? Uh, right. Like, that's yeah. what we need. Like, we don't need... Her- like, I actually do like these Hercule Poirot movies that Kenneth Branagh is doing. But, you know, mm-hmm. instead of getting more Herschel Poirot movies, eh, Herschel, Hercule Poirot movies out there, which they're fun, and I'll watch the next one. I like uh, Haunting in Venice. Great film. Can we maybe get more shows like The Mentalist, who this dude is an obvious inspiration of Hercule Poirot? Can we get yeah. more of these other shows, like what we do in the shadows, where they're like a riff on The Office and vampires? Can we get more stuff that's original? You know, like I feel that mm. as a culture right now, creatively, we are stuck in this rut where it's like we need to remake this. We need to get something that has brand recognition to make it worth our time. And like the reality is, no, we don't. What we need is to get something that's good that stands on its own two feet we don't need to redo it and if anything if we're going to revisit something let's go revisit the stuff that had cliffhangers and seal those gaps and end those stories right like ash versus the evil dead i enjoyed that that was we finished the story of ash williams right people are like okay so now evil dead rise is a remake sam raimi and Bruce Campbell came out. Not, it's just a story set in the same universe. It's mm-hmm. other. There are other books of the dead out there, so they call it Volume Two. There are. It's not. But you know, we get into this thing where it's like, well, we want it to be a remake so we can continue along, or we want it to be a reboot so we can change things. And it's like we don't need to change anything. Instead of saying, let's remake Scooby Doo for the millionth time. And, you know, this time we're going to do what they did with Velma, which got a lot of hate views. Instead of doing that, why didn't they just do a show like Mike Tyson's Murder Mysteries? Where, like, that show went on for a while on Adult Swim, where it's like, it's Scooby-Doo, but with Mike funny. Tyson. Right? Like, that... Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was hilarious. And to me, what that says is, we got people out there with ideas... And there are people out there that want to see new ideas. But I don't understand why we just keep reaching back into the well. You know? Like, mm, yeah. So it's like, don't um, don't redo the X-Files, but do something like the X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. 
right? Uh, like, there's some yeah. pretty cool things you could do, like, especially in this day and age, right? With the X, like, all right, we don't need Agents Mulder and Scully again. But if anything, why can't we have... There was actually a show that was sort of like The X-Files, which I heard was inspired by The X-Files. I saw the first few episodes, and I'm actually going to... One day, if I find it out there, I'm going to rewatch it. Grimm? Do you ever hear Grimm? Grimm, okay. It's no. basically about a cop who's contending against like characters from Fables that are like attacking him because he has mm-hmm. the bloodline of the Grimm, the Brothers Grimm in him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it was a very interesting show. Like, I didn't finish it. I went through some problems. But that was a great show. Another show I'll point out, which is technically an adaptation of Hamlet. Someone is going to give a nod, and I expect them to fucking cheer when I say this. They probably already know where I'm going. Sons of Anarchy is a reimagining, is a retelling of Hamlet. It's a... Hamlet has been the real source for a, like, maybe is. a fourth or half of the media. It is, but I go back to it, though. Like, that's a, that is a retelling of Hamlet that hadn't been done that way before. And it was very fascinating to see. It's like magical realism worked really hard into that show. There's a <laughs> lot of things in that show that look almost fantastical when you watch it. That you think, like, is this... Is there like a supernatural being or something afoot of all this? Is there a ghost that we just can't see? And there is. John Teller is a ghost watching his son. And it's like, we. Nobody talks about that show anymore. After it ended, it's like, people are like, okay, we still want to talk about Breaking Bad's nuts, but we don't want to talk about Sons of Anarchy. I think it's because of the Nazi um, ideology that was. Um permeating throughout there that, was no nazi you know. ideology in sons of anarchy they fought against nazis throughout a good chunk of that show uh you sure yeah i watched that bitch twice and i know somebody in the chat who watched that shit more than that she harassed she harassed kurt sutter <laughs> i heard about nothing but sons of sons of anarchy for so many years yep we know who it was Doesn't seven seven, seven years, years. Seven years, Sons of Anarchy. We saw that pollute a whole bunch of people. That, but didn't they have a member in the gang that was like always on thin ice of getting kicked out because of his um, background? And then when they found like, out Nick. that that was being used, they turned around and said, "We have to redo the bylaws." Then they didn't care. He had already earned. His I can patches. neither defend the show nor condemn the show because I haven't seen it. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Uh, like I mean, that's one I'll recommend. Like that one has okay. a lot of like really interesting themes that they play with on camera and they play with in the writing. It's a really interesting show, and like I, instead of seeing somebody do Hamlet for the millionth time to be or not to be, whether the mind is not whatever the fuck, I'm more interested in seeing this guy recite the definition of anarchy that he gets off of like instead of seeing a ghost visit somebody again I'm more interested in him finding his dead father's journal like it's a much cleaner neater way of doing it as opposed to you know everything the light touches is all kingdom right you had something similar to that in the show but like I see what you're saying or like I'll tell you another one hey Chala don't forget who you are man yeah you know, avenge your father who was killed by your cousin. That's Hamlet too. Black Panther was Hamlet. 
but it was like yeah. blatantly Hamlet. Like, come on, I'm actually a bigger fan of the other one. It's more <laughs> down to earth. It's more realistic. There's characters that you fall for and characters that you absolutely start to hate. And it's like, the character of Jax Teller is a flawed character, but you get to hang out with him, you get to love him, you get to humanize him. He's cool. He's not this Adonis of, he's not this paragon of perfection. You know, like, Wakandans never do anything fucked up. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, all those movies. They're Boy Scouts. They're Boy Scouts. When he finds out he doesn't <laughs> fucked up, they do their best to talk about how he's rehabilitating the situation, making up for it. No point do they do anything really fucked up. But I'm just I'm not about to start yelling at Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman is not to defend himself anymore. I'll leave that. But, yeah. um, I, I find it funny I mean, with um, Sons of Anarchy. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't in, care. But... <laughs> Unless you yeah. know, get funny. somebody who brings this to his attention. Uh, yeah. To my luck, that would happen. Somebody would find a way to bring this to his attention, and then like I would have, I'd be on their shit list even more than I already am over there. So you, so you worry <laughs> about Chadwick Boseman, but you're not worried about Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm not worried. Like I said, Jamie Lee Curtis well, can bring one, it. All right. Well, one's alive. Yeah, that's um, why. Red. That's why I'm not worried about <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie I mean, Lee Curtis can bring it. Fair enough. That is courageous. You you go after the person that's here. You know. So. Yeah, damn straight. Oh no, I'm gonna yeah. come out and be like, yeah, you know, before they died, they were really mean to me. Now, Chadwick Boseman, he was a cool dude. I didn't like the character he played in that in one of those movies, but I am going to say this: Jamie Lee Curtis is a bitch. And if this comes out, <laughs> I want anybody listening to this to track down her Twitter slash X slash whatever the fuck they call that thing these days and tweet this article so we can go viral. I want to be viral and calling Jim, Jamie Lee Curtis a bitch. She's a bitch and a bitch and a bitch. I'm going to be like Chris Rock. She's a bitch. Her dad's a bitch. Her mom's a bitch. He's a bitch and a bitch and a bitch. And that's what. Hates horror movies, wins an Oscar, goes, support genre movies because I'm a bitch. Bitch. <laughs> what? It's true. She's a bitch. Arlie said it first. I'm just agreeing with Arlie. She's a bitch. All right, I think that would be a good place to end this right. lovely, this lovely po- podcast. On the closing <laughs> statements. Right. I made my closing statement. We'll skip statement. Jack. We'll skip. Uh, David Lee Curtis is a bitch. Create more original content. He's a bitch. All right, guys. Your thoughts on what I was just ranting about. Uh, original Watch content. out for cults. Yeah, honestly, yes, yes. Watch out for cults because They're they will there, come. Man. Yes, especially a serial killer that's leading a cult. We haven't seen that yet, and I am waiting for that to come to light. Wait, I'm afraid. Right. I, I guess my, I guess, yes. My closing statement would be: avoid Wait, serial killers, especially if they're offering you financial independence <laughs> or candy. We have have seen that it was it was a Charles Manson. Charles Manson was a serial killer who led a cult of hippies in California in the in the seventies. I mean, one that another one name another one. Uh, You know what? If you gave me like coffee and a few hours, I'll probably track a few down. Rest of this, there's a couple out there. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's uh, that's just concerning. I, I lose, I'm losing all faith in in survivability. 
for the human race. Look, the fact that these people keep coming to power is really boggles my mind. Yeah, they do keep coming into power, and then they keep remaking yeah. good movies and ruining them. Yeah, and then we make documentaries and TV shows and movies on them, and fantasize. Oh, you know, it's it's. It's a loop. Yeah, it, it, it's it, a loop. It, We've kind of found the fucking self-eating monster, right? And I'm over here yeah. going, all I want is some original content. Would everybody please let the Joker go? Okay, <laughs> I don't need to see the Joker as a villain again in a movie. I don't need to see Superman beat up Lex Luthor anymore. I don't need to see another Spider-Man in another movie again. I don't <laughs> need to see... I really don't need to see... Another Jason Voorhees movie where he hacks up a bunch of campers. And I like those movies. I don't need to see Michael Myers terrorized 1423 Lampkin Lane again. I don't need to see... A 50... Like another 50... $50 million budget zombie movie where people are just running from zombies and most of all the last thing that I really don't need to see any more of is that bitch Jamie Lee Curtis star in any more films <laughs> and win Oscars for her nepotism that's the last thing I need to see the only thing that would make that whole night entertaining is if Will Smith would have gotten up and slapped somebody that was presenting the award game <laughs> Because he was already on a drunken rage streak that night. <laughs> uh, Will Smith is now the Academy's it. resident slapper. Not anymore. He got barred, remember? <laughs> Didn't he get unbarred? Did he? I mean, I heard something else about him, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're just going to end this on a... On a, on a, on a oh, yeah, if there's one person that we don't want after us, it's Will Smith. That one I actually would be a little <laughs> worried about. You know what? <laughs> Will Smith can bring it too. What was the last oh. good movie Will Smith came out with? Somebody tell me the last really good movie with Will Smith that you actually paid money to watch. Hang on a minute, I'll wait. Oh dear. I'm still not hearing any commentary. We're all supposed to be afraid of this fucking guy. What's the last movie that Will Smith yeah, came out with? Yeah, that's why we're not saying anything. That's why we're, not saying anything. Right. we're all supposed to be scared of him. He hasn't come out with any movies in the past like what nobody wanted to see Suicide Squad that movie that he was in won an Oscar that means nobody saw it just a council of old people that wanted to see it who, 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 who saw it that movie didn't win anything did it it did he won the Oscar for King James whatever the hell that movie was about him that's, playing oh, no, tennis that's... Oh, that's different. I'm talking about the Suicide I mean, Squad They're like there's no way that movie got anything I won Jack Shot one that worst movie of the year oh we forgot about okay this is reminding me of another thing. Okay. So I remember him trying to sing in the Aladdin remake. Uh, you just had to oh, You back saw that? We just game. opened up. We've got another hour uh, left. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, 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 no. We already hit the two hour mark. We already hit the two hour mark, too. So. Aladdin. The trauma. Why, Disney? The devil. The devil hath wronged me again. This might be a two-parter. <laughs> King Richard, uh, William's father. There we go. Did anybody watch? Did anybody pay to watch that? That's the question. Who paid to watch that? No, nobody. Aladdin? Crickets. Nobody paid to watch that neither. Or King Richard, 
or Suicide Squad, oh, yeah. or that movie with Margot Robbie, I don't even know the name of. That dude hasn't had a hit in almost 10 years. So you know what? He can bring it. He can come over here and slap me all he wants. I'll do the thing that a poor person does. I'll sue. All right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like the fact that he hasn't had a hit in 10 years might make him more dangerous. <laughs> does it? He's not dangerous. Work. More of the great, you're in a safe space. Don't don't look into the Aladdin remake. Just don't. No, oh, she knows of it. She's just pretending it doesn't exist. Nobody consumes Disney like that one. I don't know that shit. All right. On this note, Jamie Lee Curtis is a bitch. That's my sign-up time for the rest of this time. That remake sucked. That Fresh Prince remake sucked. They made Uncle Phil a mobster, Okay. Uncle Phil was the positive sitcom TV dad when I was a kid, and they made him a gang-banging mobster in that goddamn terrible remake, trying to be Black Dynasty. That was a terrible goddamn choice to remake the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I can't even say the word that I'm blind and rage. That was a terrible idea. They should have done something else. They should have continued the series so we find out what happened to Will after that house. He was left abandoned in that house. See, you want Will Smith? You want a piece of me? Come after me. I will tell you how to fix your shit right now. Re... Give me a sequel series to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I want to know what happened to you when they emptied out that house and you were left with nowhere to live. That's what the end of that show was. I want to see it. Fucking. <laughs> On that note, fuck Will Smith and Jamie Lee Curtis is a bitch. <laughs> Gentlemen, closing thoughts. <laughs> Can that be the, the episode? <laughs> That's the episode. <laughs> this has been The Ghastly Hallows. Oh boy. Uh, please be please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and share this video. 